This episode of Nothing But Niners is brought to you in part by our friends at Insert Name Here. If you'd like to be an advertiser on today's episode, all you have to do is shoot us an email at nb9ers at nothingbutniners.com. Again, that is nb9ers at nothingbutniners.com. Let us know your product, the placement, and we will negotiate costs there at the bottom of the screen, nb9ers at nothingbutniners.com. Guys, we have a fun-filled episode coming to you guys today. Uh, we heard from John Lynch. We heard from Mike McGlinchey. We heard from Fred Warner. We heard from Elijah Mitchell and even Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to break all that down here today in just a very short few minutes. Hope you guys are locked in and ready and excited. It's going to be a fun one. I promise you. Let's do this. This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handle, takes to his right, goes to the 20. He's in the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's down to the 20. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5. He's in the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. 96 yard run from scrimmage. Garrison Hurst breaking tackle after tackle. Swings down the sideline. Throws off bodies like clothes after a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble. He's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. To the 35. Cuts back at the 30. To the 20. The 50. The 10. He died. Third down, Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down in post, and it's got him! Touchdown! Touchdown, 49! It is second down, Ryan takes the snap, throws the flag to the left side. It's Russell Peterson, the 49ers pick it, and Navarro Bowman, his redemption! Navarro Bowman running it all the way, for the touchdown! San Francisco 49ers, we can do whatever we want. Click, click, boom. What's going on, Faithfuls? It's your boy Mike from the Nothing But Niners crew, guys, and we are back to bring you guys another fun-filled episode, episode, episode. All right, guys, it's going to be a lot of fun today, I promise you guys. All right, we are here to break down this whole thing that is happening with the 49ers. We got to talk about Mike McGlinchey. We got to talk about all those guys. Before we do, let's hit these formalities and get right into the show, man. All right. First and foremost, if this is your first time here on the YouTube page, please do us a favor. Hit that like and subscribe button. Turn on those notifications so you know exactly when we are going live. Give us a follow on some of our social media platforms. We have Twitter and Snapchat. Those handles are nothing but nine ERS. That is the number nine, nothing but nine ERS. Also, give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. Those handles are nothing but Niners spelled all the way out. We mentioned the email at the top of the show. You don't have to just be an advertiser. You can be someone who watches the show regularly and has questions, suggestions, comments, concerns, rating, reviews, whatever. Send them on over there. NB9ERS at nothingbutniners.com. And also, guys, make sure you head on over to Patreon. Patreon.com slash NB9ERS. All right? NB9ERS. I'm your guy, 49ers Mike underscore NFL. To my left, well, pointing to my left but this is really my right on the screen my guy tony he's nj niner fan 499 tony what's going on big dog how you feeling man what's up man getting ready getting ready do my research um trying to catch up get the ball rolling so we can get ready for uh day two of the draft um 
Yeah, man, I'm ready to talk about this. A lot of things are covered today, like we, like you just said earlier, um, moments ago, I should say. But yeah, it's, it's get it's it's close, man. It's close. Yeah, man. Uh, two more sleeps, guys. I've been saying it for a while. Two more sleeps. Um, I want to make it very, very clear here that we are going to talk about the pressers. We can start with any one of them that you want. Um, but before we do, let's talk about the latest news with the 49ers, Tony. Um, the 49ers officially announced that they have a, done the five-year option for Nick Bosa. Are you surprised? Um, no. <laughs> I that was easy, so. right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Seriously. I mean, there's not much to say there. We kind of all knew this was coming, right? Nick Bosa is Nick Bosa. He does Nick Bosa things and he's going to continue to do those things for a long time. And so if that's the case, of course, the Niners are going to take that fifth year option, exercise that bad boy. Uh, now, John Lynch did say that they also have the uh, options to even extend him uh, without him playing on that fifth year. So I thought that was pretty cool to see John Lynch put that out there. Um, if you were the 49ers, Knowing what the cap space is going to be looking like and things like that, trying to predict it. You know how many free agents we have next year, right? I know we're way, way far ahead. Would you extend Bosa or would you just do a whole new contract while you have him under contract? Um, Because then you could rip up the money that would be allocated to that fifth year option and then just do a new contract while he's under contract. Well, I think if you extend him, I think you could, you could, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think you could restructure yes. his next year if you extend him and you prorate it to a bonus and stretch it. So mm -hmm. I think they could actually lower potentially his cap figure for 2023. Okay. All right. So, I like that. I mean, there's multiple ways they could do it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's going to be interesting. All right. So let me get this out the way. I, I let me let me address the uh, the cow in the room. Okay. Is that what they say? No, the elephant in the room. I said the cow. I knew it was some big-ass animal. All right, guys. I just got home from work. The jump in the shower. Today's the first day I've been allowed to wash my head and my hair since my surgery. So uh, I jumped home. I mean, I jumped home. I ran home, jumped in the shower, washed this bad boy, and just wrapped it up in a 49ers towel. And uh, you guys got to deal with me right now, okay? You guys got to deal with me. So um, that's what this is. All right. Hopefully that answers everyone's questions there. All right. Um, so Nick Bosa, five year, uh, fifth year option. Um, was there any more 49er news? Kyle Shanahan did not join John Lynch at this year's what? That's what I was going to bring up before we even got into the press, the, the, the heart of the pressers. Where well, the hell is Shanahan? Yeah. And listen, I'm 100% I'm team Shanahan. I support him. I back him 100%. But I just thought Shanahan should be there in, during this type of situation that the Niners are potentially going to be involved with or go through moving forward in this organization. I don't know why he wasn't involved. I would love to. I mean, if I'm correct, I think he was involved last year, right? He was at the presser last year. He was there. Yes, he was. Yes, this is the draft that. Come on, come on, hold on now. Let's let, let's oh, do it again. Let's see that bad boy. Come on, oh no, wait, I gotta get the, I gotta get the thing off the screen. Damn man, the brand effed it all up. Look at that. -wee. Love it, love it, love it. I like it. Everyone said, "Ah, it's disgusting." But guess what? 
A lot of people are buying it, so I, I don't know. And it's a ritual. I buy a draft hat every year. I've done it probably mm-hmm. since they've started releasing them. Um, and I, I can't stop the ritual. So $35 to NFL.com, my, my yearly deposit. And, and, you know, let's go, man. It's draft time, bro. This is it. This is like my Christmas week. I know, man. I, I It's it's very hard to uh, not get excited and not start looking ahead. Thank you. Um, so here's the thing, man. Um, here's the thing, man. We have we have to address this now. Before before we do, Kyle was not supposed to be at the presser last year. If you guys watched the uh, John Lynch interview live, they started a couple seconds late. All right. Um, if you watch the one that they just edited and released on the 49ers YouTube page and put on the website, they actually said, um, they actually said, you know, where, why didn't, why didn't he join you or whatever? And he says, uh, you know, last year he wasn't supposed to join me either, but he got bored and just popped on. So we had some fun with it. So I don't know if you remember at the beginning of last year, they were still straightening out microphones and everything. And they had to zoom the camera out really, really far, uh, like, as soon as they started going and that was why so um i thought that was pretty cool to know that kyle shanahan does things like that just randomly pops in um but john lynch said that you know kyle was deep in and looking at stuff and film and everything so he wasn't uh he wasn't going to be taking part of it this year so i like that all right now we want to talk about john lynch we want to talk about the players what do you want to do man there's we got we got to address some stuff man we can't avoid it how do you want to do this? I'm listen. I'll roll. Whatever you want to do, I'll follow your lead. We'll rock out, and that's it. All right. Let's talk about the player interviews first. All right. We heard from Elijah Mitchell. Uh, it turns out he had some work done this off season. All right. He had a little cleanup. I guess that can be considered a little bit of the rumor mill, right? Um, he, he had a little bit of a cleanup. I don't know. Did did you get to see him? Did you get to see any still shots of him? Did you notice? I actually, I only watched, I only listened in the background mm-hmm. to the Lynch one, but on Twitter, I caught McGlinchey like a minute clip, uh, Mitchell a minute clip. I didn't catch Fred Warner at all. And I will say this about Mitchell. He looks a lot bigger than it was last year. Bingo. That's what I was going to say. Looks like he put on some weight. That's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, if you notice anything about him, his arms, his shoulders, uh, he just, he just looks he looks bigger. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, could be a res- result of you know being in that uh, injury you know time frame where you can't do too much. Maybe put on a couple of pounds, but it looks good on him. And he says he wants to be able to take more hits. Um, he he alluded to being injured uh, at the end of the last season, and so this was just a little cleanup that he needed. Nothing serious. Uh, he will be ready at training camp. All right, um, Tony. What do you have envisioned for for Elijah Mitchell this year? Uh, last year, he kind of became the guy by default, right? You had yeah. uh, Raheem Mostert getting injured on the third play from scrimmage, uh, so that that put him or second play from scrimmage. I'm sorry, that put him in right away. Uh, Trey Sermon wasn't quite ready; couldn't pick up the the playbook and things like that. So you had to deal with that for a little bit, right? And then um, you had. Jamichael Hasty back and forth was the kind of the third down guy and Jeff Wilson Jr. was injured, but active and the Niners really tried not to use him. This year is not the same. You got Trey Sermon back in here, ready second year. He's saying that he feels more confident. He's ready to go. You got Jeff Wilson Jr. Completely healthy. 
What kind of production are you expecting from a guy like Elijah Mitchell? And is running back even a place that the Niners would go in this draft? I, I do think I do think it's a, a spot that they will go. Um, I don't think it will be high. I think it will be either late or undrafted free agent. Um, day three guy, if, if you will. Uh, I do feel um, Mitchell, as of right now, if they roll the ball out and say, let's start competing, Mitchell will be the first guy. Uh, I think Sermon's going to be given an opportunity to battle and try to overtake him, which would be excellent because then you have your thunder and lightning, if you will. Like you're, you're more Sermon's a little bit bigger. Mitchell's a little bit well was a little bit smaller, and you know, both run hard. Well, in college, Sermon ran hard. Um, we haven't seen it in transition to the pros. I think it was more of a timing issue rather than. It's, it's he's not good. I think he needed to get into the rhythm of the offense as far as letting the blocks, letting the line set up the blocks for him to read off and make that cut. Now, <clears throat> if it started today, I do think Mitchell is the first guy on the field who will get to start. Um, Sermon's been putting in hard walk this hard work this offseason. He's been posting videos continuously, like you know, foot speed. He's improving his foot speed. I the reason why I do think that the Niners will bring in another running back because I think they want to try to get a little uh, competition between Hasty Wilson and the third person to try to get, see, you know, put them all in the, in the batch and see who rise to the top. So um, competition is key. Um, I, I do I do like that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they draft one and even sign one as an undrafted free agent. But okay. I'm a little concerned about Jeff Wilson Jr. with that knee issue. His knee did not respond well last year, and that's why he missed a lot of those time, a lot of the time. Um, so that that's just that's just my thoughts on the running back position. Okay, all right, that's fair, man. I do believe. All right, they they gonna they gonna keep roasting me all night long. I'm not taking this off until my hair has been in it for about 25 minutes, and I just got off the shower to jump on the show. So I don't care what y'all say. Y'all got to deal with this bad boy. Okay, I'm watching the timer. I got about. I got about 11 more minutes, so y'all just got to deal with it, okay? Um, I love y'all. This is why This is why I fuck with this show, man. This is why I do. Um, I think the Niners could end up picking up somebody, but they have a lot of really capable backs. I mean, unless it was like a really good running back that happened to fall, I don't know if they they take one, man. They This might be like, um, what year? Uh, was it the first year that we picked up Matt Breida and Raheem Mostert? Oh, my God. What? Nothing. I just looked up and saw. You can't. You can't read the comments, bro. I'm telling you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So Moser and Breida. Yeah, Breida was undrafted free agent in year one. Um, Moser free agent. Moser was here with Chip Kelly. I just think they brought him back. Oh, okay. And Moser was a true special teams guy. I don't even think I don't I don't know if he got carries because I, I know uh Chip loved Shane Drone for some reason. I don't, I don't Yeah, Sean Drone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I was just wondering because I know that I know that the team picked up um what was that? What was the running back's name they picked up in the second round or fourth round? What was the dude's name? They uh the yeah. Utah. Oh, Joe Williams. Williams. That was the first draft, right? I yes. feel like that was their first draft here. Or was it their second? Shit. I can't remember. Their first draft was... That was Solomon Thomas. 
That was Dante Pettis. That was Joe Williams. That was the first draft because that was the draft with C.J. Beathard. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I I don't know, man. They might. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's so hard not to read these. You know what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to go full screen. If a contribution pops up, please let me know. All right? Because I'm going full screen. That way I don't have to see the comments, man. Y'all are crazy. I'm a... All right. Um, so, <laughs> Tony, you got to help me, man. You got you get. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm going to look down. Let me know when you want to talk. All right. Uh, all right. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be picking any running backs. All right. Let's 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 get back to the show, man. All right. Sorry. I think we have to go through the Lynch presser first because it's going to lead to a couple of other issues uh, that we had with some of the players, at least for me. The, the, the Lynch presser is going to transition to a lot of things. Uh, that I want to talk about. So let's just go ahead and address all this stuff and all the different times he uh, he talked about. Well, actually, here you go. Let's watch this video together. Let's take this off. Uh, the rumors. Let's take that off. And let's watch this video together. Hopefully you guys can hear this. Going on there. Um, you know, I, I would ask for your guys' understanding and, and uh, you know, a little perspective that... Um, you know, I'm not going to talk about that much today because I don't think that's productive. I don't want to speak on behalf of Debo and, and his team. And uh, I think it's non-productive um, for, for us to be, to be talking about things. I've always, think, I've always thought, having been on the other side, and I've shared this with you guys, there's a sanctity to those conversations rem uh, remaining private. And, and that's always how we've operated and we'll continue. All right, so he starts the presser off by thanking his staff and guys for doing such a phenomenal job. And then before he opens up for questions, he says, I'm not here to talk about Debo. It's a, it's a, it's a personal issue. We don't gain or benefit anything by talking about Debo. So we're not going to do that. I know you guys have jobs to do. Normally, I like to help you guys out. But now's not the time for the Debo comments. And then he proceeded to talk about Debo the entire time. All right. Um, he did start with saying he doesn't want to trade him. I played that first clip. There's not much for us to say about it, but that was the very, very beginning of the presser. I'm not here to talk about it. And look at how many times he did end up talking about him. All right. Uh, let's start with this one. To move on from Debo, you put yourself through the exercises of, you know, you even though we don't have a first round pick, you have to be thorough in this process and prepare for everything. And so you you go through and do that. He's just too good of a player. I mean, you think of 2019, the 36th pick to, to come up with someone like Debo, who, you know, to me, um, has just been a game changing player for our franchise. Um, you know, I've, I've told Debo this. I, I think he's the perfect illustration. Herm Edwards used to talk about when will meets skill, uh, you've got the opportunity to be special. And I think Debo probably embodies that as much as anyone. He's, uh, he's got tremendous will. He's a very talented player. Um, I think by virtue of the way he plays, it's inspiring. And so to me, that, that um, you know, entails leadership. You know, do you make people around you better? He checks that box. Um, He's a great teammate. And, uh, you know, I think of things like prior to games, I get out there and he's always throwing the ball with the, the fans. I think he's been a great member of our community. So we've got nothing but love for him. 
and nothing but appreciation for what he's bought, but you just don't let guys like that walk. So, um, you know, we, uh, I can't envision a, a scenario where we would. Hmm. That right there was the icing on the cake for this whole Debo situation. Tony, we were discussing earlier on our uh, question and answer segment on whether or not we thought the Niners would trade Debo Samuel. Um, my stance was, I don't think they want to, but it doesn't mean that I don't think they will. When you listen to what he just said there, what'd you get away? He started by saying, we don't want to trade him. I don't envision this trading him. And then he talked a lot of positive things about Debo Samuel. Well, it's kind of like what you said earlier. He's trying to sell him. Um, deep down inside, I truly and firmly believe they don't want to lose Debo. But potentially it, it got to the point where it's something that might have to happen right now. Now, what brought it to this point? I don't know. None of us know. That's the million-dollar question I would kill to know. But I, I have an idea what it could be. But we're not going to speculate on that. I, I just feel it's almost it, – it, it's kind of almost like do you think he did damage control? Well, we're, go we're going to get to that a little bit later. But in, in this one thing right here, the, the, all right, this is what I think happened. They asked him, are you guys prepared to trade Debo? And he says no. We don't want to trade Debo. He's a valuable asset to the team. We see what he does on the field. But he proceeded to sell Debo for over a minute long. Yes. Right? This is what I mean by sell. He used a phrase that I've only heard John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, and Adam Peters use when they were evaluating a talent to potentially bring in. And it was, he checks the boxes. Yeah. Anytime they talked about or spoke about a guy that they just signed, well, he checked these boxes for us, and we think he could be a valuable asset. Anytime they talk about um, draft prospects, well, you want to know if they're going to check certain boxes for you, right? That is yeah. when you are evaluating someone and whether or not they check the box. You don't talk about guys on your team checking boxes, guys that you've seen in your system checking boxes. This was a sales pitch in my mind. I could be looking into it way too much. But I'm telling you, I could see that it. This is a sales pitch. Huh? I, I could see that. I could see I the sales see pitch. I could see it. He's sitting there talking about he's an upstanding guy in our community. He plays with the kids, plays catch with them before the games. Like, why? What, what does that have to do with whether or not you want to trade him? No, we don't want to trade him. He's too valuable. That would have been the end of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. He means too much to us. He said those things. He means too much to us. But then he went on to say this long list of why Debo is really good. And then at the very end of it, he's like, so no, I can't see it. But, you know, we're prepared for everything. Bro, I this is what I, I really, really think. They got some offers that they didn't think they were going to get. And now they're really looking at each other like, oh, shit. Do we pull this trigger? So I'm asking you. And this is always going to be contingent on if the right offer comes across the table. So mm -hmm. we don't have to sit here and say what's it for or whatever. They're not trading Debo for just a first round pick. No, we, we agree there. So let's not sit here and try to play the guessing game. If the right offer came across the table, would you trade him? 
Um, I don't want to, but it, it's got to blow me away to get him. Right. And I'm talking about overpaying. Okay. Because right. you got to you, you got to think of something real quick. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> you got you got to think of something real quick. All right. You have to look at the situation, right? He's doing everything in his power to get the hell out of San Francisco, right? Santa Clara, whatever you want to call it. I have an idea why. Um, but on a show really? last week, on a show last week, it was you, I, me, you, and Wayne. And we got over into talking about the whole Matt Mayo. Matt, Matt Mayoko interview when he flat out asked, would you go work out with Trey while he's in mm -hmm. California slash LA? And he flat out told Matt, no, I'm not going there. I train in Miami, which is cool, which is cool. I mean, that's not, the, that's, that, that's not what you want to hear, but it, it's cool. You know, it's not required. It's something you would want to see happen due to Trey being a young quarterback and taking over the franchise moving forward in the offense. But there was a video of Trey Lance and Fargo. And the next day there was videos of Debo in LA. So like mm -hmm. what's going on here? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is it? I understand, like, there was rumors that there was no offer made. Then there was rumors that a offer was made. The offer was 19 or $20 million. But when I go into a car store to buy a – when I go into a dealership to buy a car, they're coming high. I'm coming low. That's negotiations one-on-one. They teach you that in business, business classes in college. Like, you don't just shoot out the highest and then you're screwed. But then on the other hand – Debo also liked the message saying, if it ain't $25 million, don't talk to me. So there's that big of a difference between 2019 and 25, the demand for a trade after alleged one negotiation or one offer. So maybe he just doesn't want to be here. He wants to be closer to home, which 100%, if that's what he wants, you have to respect that. He just had a child. But I think it should have been gone about a different way, like handled a different way. And to me, we spoke about this as well. I personally think the agent's over his head, in over his head, but that's a whole different show for another time. But it's it, he's a very tough player to move on, especially with a young quarterback. The 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 thought of having him, Ayuk, Kittle, with Trey. It, listen, we all wanted to see it. We wanted to see it last year. Hell yeah. And you know, we will never see it potentially now because of this situation. But it is what it is. It's up to the Niners. I do have a feeling that they probably might trade him, but I don't think they want to. I think they're forced into a position because of all the talent that we have on this roster. You can't have all high-paid players. Mm -hmm. And it sucks, but I honestly feel they could if they really wanted to. It's going to be some creativity on, on Parag's part, but I also think potentially Parag could be the issue here too. So, you know, you said something in the very beginning of this. You were like, I, I, I know why. But I thought you were going to say, like, you know why he wants out. Um, I was thinking about this really long and hard today when I was driving. And 
I don't think Debo wants out, actually. I think it started as a, a tactic. I think it started as a bluff, as a, as a trade negotiation. Um, everything that he was saying, it was like kind of anti-Niners, anti-Niners. The photos he liked, you know, hey, I'm, I'm open to playing for these teams. That's what, those, that's what that really meant. I'm open to playing for anybody. You send me one and I see it, I'm going to like that picture, right? Uh, he's not happy here, yet there's not been a single reason why. Not one reason why. Right. No, you said right. you said, well, a poor, according to the rumors, there was no there was no uh, offer. And then there was a rumor of a 19 million dollar offer. And then there was. Debo liking if it's not 25 million, don't talk to us. Right. So then people started saying uh, Debo said, don't send any offer our ways, which implies that there's been no communication between the 49ers team and Debo's team, right? Well, John Lynch put a kibosh to that during his thing. Um, and I'm going to play that clip here. If I can find it. Oh, I think this yeah. doesn't bother me. Um, you know, I think we live in a different world where uh, there's a, a number of ways to express yourself and people. That's not it. That was the one I'm talking about. Uh, it doesn't bother him. Um, oh, here it is right here. This is um, it. You know, I think this is normal. I, I, I don't think, um, you know, it's, it's been trouble getting an extension. You know, there's a lot of, lot of layers to things. And so I want to read too much into that. Um, I think our track record's actually excellent uh, when you look at players. I, you know, every player that's come, I mean, I, the fact that, you know, we've never had a, a you know a significant holdout since we've been here i think speaks to that so uh, we don't plan on doing that moving forward so um you know I'm, I'm real proud of our track record there and our players know that i think there's he's cocky in this right here tony very cocky because half of it all those people that he's talking about the first deals were laugh the first offers were laughable jimmy ward said it on his instagram live when parag sat him down and gave him the first offer where there was a continuous issue with Kittle where, you know, the difference between Debo and these guys, it was kept quiet, but like Ward, um, uh, uh, Warner, Kittle, Trent Williams, Trent Williams was almost going to sign with the chiefs, but you know, Kyle made the phone call. I want this guy back. What will it take to get you back here? Blah, 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 blah. And they got him back. They did what they needed to do to get him back. So you have to give credit on that part, but, why is it that it's the same shit that you hear continuously over and over? The first mm -hmm. offer is disrespectful. Why are we doing that? Mm -hmm. We are a reputable, reputable franchise, a five-time Super Bowl winner. Okay, Under Kyle Shanahan, this team is looked up at. But once it comes down to this scenario, there's an issue with this team. Now, people are saying New Yorks are cheap. I can't see the Yorks being cheap. I, I don't see it because they paid three coaches at the same time. Two of them weren't working. The other one was here. Mm -hmm. And I, I just can't see the cheap part. I just think they're very frugal and tactical on how they negotiate. Well, how he negotiates their deal. It's a business. You have to look out for the benefits of your business. You have to protect yourself. And I'm not saying I agree with it right now because Depot's an excellent player. He carried this team to the freaking NFC Championship game on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. So the whole bullshit 
with saying he doesn't want to do the wide bag shit, that's crap. That's bullshit. He just wants money and he wants guaranteed money. That's what this comes down to. It's not the workload because Debo's the type of guy that wants the ball in his hands at all times. That's his skill yep. set. Mm-hmm. So, um, good. No, no, you got to go ahead. No, no, good. I'm done. Good. I'm just saying, you know, <clears throat> Lynch made it very clear. We co- we communicate with everybody. You know what I'm saying? We've never had this issue before. We've never had anybody holding out. Getting an extension done is not a problem. Right? He said, uh-huh. we've never had anybody hold out long term since we've been here, and we don't plan on that happening now. Tony, I cut this off because I want us to focus on what he's saying here. We've never had anybody hold out long-term or for a significant amount of time, and we don't plan on that happening now. But if you look at it, they don't have players hold out. I know. They don't, and he's 100% right. But what Mm -hmm. they do is they have have a process, right? They come in, they adjust their roster financially. They make adjustments to contracts. They decide on who's here, who's not, who's a part of the future, who's not, who to resign, who to tender, at what tender you want to do it at. Then they jump at the free agency. Nine out of ten times, they jump out on day one and go after one guy. They concentrate on one guy. Then they wait for the tier two and three free agents that are still on the market that they can bring on one-year deals or cheaper deals. And and that's their M.O. That's been their M.O. since Shanahan and Lynch are here. Um, We're not going to get into my my feelings or my thoughts on – why they were like that this year, I, th- I thought things would be a little bit different, but there's a main reason why, and I'm not getting into it on this show. But I will say this. They do address their problems. They they identified Traverius Ward, and they got him. That, that addressed the weakness. They addressed the special teams with three players. So I once they finish that, they start their draft process. After their draft mm-hmm. process, they go through their camps, and then leading right up the week before of training camp is when the deals get announced. So if that's the way they've been operating, and it has, minus Trent Williams because he was about to become a free agent. That's a different situation. That's a different scenario. So you can't take that and put it into this equation. But leading up to it, that's the way they do it. And it hasn't been an issue. Yeah, there was rumors about, oh, George Kittle might ask for a trade. But they go away. It's not something that's repetitively. Every time you go on to Twitter, there's this. Or there's this video. Or there's this picture. Like, I understand people handle things differently. But right. and I'm not saying he's a prima donna. I'm just saying, like, the Niners have the way they operate. And they stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, this, and that's why I say I think this started as a bluff. And everyone on social media is just guessing what Debo's problem is, right? When in reality, the Niners are saying we communicate well. We have never had a problem extending anybody. We have a track record that proves it. We pay our guys. We've never had anybody hold out on us significantly, right? They're sitting here saying all these things. They're basically saying, it's not us. I'm going to play this clip in full this time. I'm not going to cut it short this time. Listen to what John Lynch is saying. We don't have any problem extending this guy at all, at all. And don't forget that report that Schefter put out saying that the Niners are willing to extend Debo today. It's his side that's not responding. Um, 
you know, I think this is normal. I, I, I don't think, um, you know, it's, it's been trouble getting an extension. You know, there's a lot of, lot of layers to things, and so I wouldn't read too much into that. Um, I think our track record's actually excellent uh, when you look at players. I, you know, every player that's come home, I mean, I, the fact that, you know, we've never had a, a you know, a significant holdout since we've been here, I think speaks to that. So uh, we don't plan on doing that moving forward. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm real proud of our track record there, and our players know that. I think there's, there's really good lines of communication. When you play well here, you're rewarded um, for the most part. And, uh, you know, we're, we're proud of that. And I think that, um, you know, it's, it's not about words. It's about our actions. And I think our actions have reflected that over time. I think Come on, man. Right. I think he's right. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I think right. I don't think he said anything bad, and I don't think he lied. I think he was straightforward. He's truthful, and I think he is legit. Right. And, and I, the see, ball. I see like some people like I just noticed it in this chat, but also repetitively on on Twitter, I I consistently see lowballing. How is it lowballing? It's negotiations. Like you negotiate. If the Niners, Tony, they shoot. If the Niners, if the Niners called him and said, "Hey," and we come here. If the Niners called him and said, "Hey, we're going to offer you twenty-five million a year," you know what Debo's agent's going to say? Oh shit, we can get at least thirty-three out of these guys. Exactly. That's literally what the reaction is going to be. One hundred percent, and that's why you start low. They come in with it. Well, first of all, I think Debo screwed up saying, liking, acknowledging that tweet about 25 million or don't talk to me because he, in my opinion, set his ceiling. Mm -hmm. He set his max. He just open handedly and said, That's what I want. So, you know, damn well, the Niners aren't coming at 25 million or anywhere near it. Because to be honest with you, I think they could probably land them for 21, 22. You want 25 million? We'll throw incentives in to get you over 25 million. But it's got if you if we have to pay that twenty five million, that means you hit all your incentives, and more than likely this team's in the NFC Championship game or potential Super Bowl winners. So at that point, who gives a shit? Mm -hmm. But it's something that he has to work to get and earn. And if he's doing that, that means this offense is being productive. It's scoring. It's it's it's. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 positive that he's hitting that number. The question is, can they afford to go that route? Right. Because we were projected at 60 million last year. This guy just exercised his fifth year option. We're down to 40 something million. The problem is that next year number keeps going this way, but our roster still only has 22 to 25 guys on it. So if this number keeps going like this, how are you supposed to go to 25 to 90 and stay under the cap? That's right. my biggest concern. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. I agree. We got a few more clips that we're going to play here, man. Um, I really, that last one that we just played though is definitely my favorite. Um, this ain't on us. This was Lynch saying, just so you guys know, there's not a single other player. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. This is the what the Fred Warner clip. Fred, I'm not going to play the Fred Warner clip, but Fred Warner said all of us went through it. Myself, George, and this is something that he's going to have to go through. You know, we're talking about Debo. 
He was like, we're here if he asks questions, but it's different for everybody. You know, even Mike McGlinchey said, I've never gone through a contract extension and a negotiation. He said, all I had was a fifth year option. That was a simple yes or no. He was like, but it's different for everybody. And as a man, he's going to have to do that. I noticed that they kept throwing out this as a man. All these different people that spoke about Debo kept saying as a man, as a man, as a man, you got to do what's best for your family. You got to do this. You got to do that. I'm not saying that there was some like huddle and, you know, these are the things that you got to focus on saying or anything like that, but it was kind of weird to hear them all using the same type of terminology throughout this, throughout this process. But when you listen to what Fred Warner was saying, he was like, yeah, no communication was great. I haven't had a problem communicating with him. You heard George Kittle say the same thing. If you listen to the I am athlete podcast, where he said there was no problem negotiating my contract, right? So there's little stuff like that. These guys are all saying the same thing. Then John Lynch comes on here and he says it too. We have a really good track record discussing things with our players. A very good track record. And so. Hey, can I just pause you one second? Do you see this yeah. 1015 comment by Mark Cisneros? Do you remember we spoke about this? This one here? You remember we spoke about this when he said what he said on that video? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the people want to play with me. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but the, I just caught that, and it, we caught that at the Pro Bowl. And They told me I was crazy when I said that, Tony. I said that Debo said at the mic, everybody here is lucky to play with me. And you said, nah, he's acting. Well, at first, you heard the difference in the tone of his voice. It was kind uh-huh. of coming off like a jokish, but... Now seeing the way things are now and how that transpired from that point to this point, it's kind of like, all right, mm-hmm. uh, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Let's bring my man in here. We're going to open this bad boy up. Let's do a three screen here. Click, click. Boom. There you go. What's going on, Breezy? What's good, fam? What's up? We're going through these videos here, man. Just breaking down some stuff, man. John Lynch is taking take for someone who said he wasn't going to discuss Debo or the contract negotiation. He sure enough like talked that. about him. He sure enough did. He said a whole lot. He said a whole lot. The last video clip we just played was him talking about their track record as a team. We get we get deals done with our guys. You come here, you perform well, we pay well. Yeah. He 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 is putting his foot in the ground and uh very, very definitive statements coming from John Lynch and his presser. Um, John Lynch was also asked about how he felt about the things Debo was doing on social media. I want you guys to hear this and then we'll react to this one also. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. Um, You know, I think we live in a different world where uh, there's a a number of ways to express yourself and people are, you know, they're, they certainly, it's their right to do that. So I think, you know, we pride ourselves for our communication with our players, and um, this this case is no different. Um, and um, you know, I'm confident we can we can find the solutions to work through whatever's going on. Does that mean anything to any of you guys? Um, I don't know if it means anything. I mean, he just. I'm sure he feels some type of way, but he, I mean, because with the sigh at the very beginning of it, but other than that, I mean, he just, I mean, what can you do? 
I mean, people express the way, like, he said the right thing because people are going to express themselves in the ways that they want to express themselves. And you have, you know, you have no choice but to accept it. You know what I'm saying? And and if it hurt the 49ers so bad, emotionally, they would be trying to move on from Debo Samuel. Like, they would have been like, oh, we got to get this guy out of here. Now, that could be the issue, but I don't think that's what the narrative is. The narrative is that Debo doesn't want to be a 49er anymore so i don't think that the 49 i don't think that he's that highly upset but i i definitely think it bothers him uh i think it would bother any business owner or, or whatnot like you know what i mean or any any person uh in, in charge um for for a player that you thought you had a good relationship with and then they kind of went and, and scrubbed their social media I, I feel like that's still the only thing that Debo did wrong like if y'all want to say that that's wrong other than that he's saying that Debo's handling it the way he wants to handle it and I he respects it okay all right Tony did you take anything from that short clip no I, I agree with Wayne says it's it's I, I agree it, it, it it's man this shit sucks bro <laughs> it does suck you know why it sucks tony because we're about to lose an all pro guy that the that that was homegrown it wasn't a guy they had to go get in free agency it wasn't a guy that you know what i'm saying it's a homegrown guy they drafted him they birthed him they nurtured him he shows out Outplays his performance, his contract, get that four million dollars that he's supposed to get, and now, see, my only my only issues with the Debo Samuel situation is this: what pissed him off? Nothing. Okay. That's that's exactly what I've been going with. Okay. Well, at that's least it. nothing, nothing that we know of. Well, no. Well, no, no. Mike it's is saying more. nothing. I I'm uh, with you, more. Tony. I'm I'm with you, but Mike is saying it's nothing, and it it, it could one. Hundred percent be nothing, but something changed, and we, we are, have. There's always we a cost two, to an effect, though, Mike. We are two players. After John Lynch spoke, go to the podium and say very similar things. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have an open door policy for anything, personal life, football. They have never turned any any of us away. We have heard this echoed for years in this franchise. John Lynch goes to the podium and says, we communicate well with all of our players. Negotiations are a thing, contract talks, whatever. We don't have a problem. Excuse me. It's not prob- It's not a problem to extend this guy. We can extend him now if we wanted to. John Lynch says all these things, right? John Lynch says, we've never had anybody hold out for an extended period of time. We don't plan on letting that happen. All these things John Lynch said in the same exact presser. He said, we have a track record Run my credit score. It's up there. It's good. That's what John Lynch is saying. I don't think everything all of a sudden changed for Debo. What I think happened, there is nothing bothering him. But Debo has to put up this front, this facade, as if there is something bothering him. Mm. Debo has to put up this front now because I think that's what the agent was saying to do as part of negotiations, right? And everything was cool. You scrubbed the social media. It worked for Aaron Rodgers, right? Why not for you too? Try it. Let's see what happens, right? You sit here and say you don't want to work out with certain people and all that stuff. The truth of the matter is he probably had plans in Miami. I don't think it was anything personal. He probably had plans in Miami. He didn't want to go out there. It's not that he you, you tell people you don't like L.A., but you in L.A. So that's not it either. 
You tell people you don't like California, but you're in Malibu, you in LA. So that's not it either, right? And everyone's sitting here trying to scratch and scrape their heads and say, well, what happened? Nothing. It's negotiation time. All this has been the entire time is one big ass negotiation. But here's where Debo's team really, really messed up. And it might not have even been his team as far as his agent. His brother. His brother made it publicly known that he requested a trade. His brother did that before anybody else. The agent did that shit behind the scenes. Hey, Debo, we're going to play this card here. Don't tell nobody shit. Nobody else said that until the brother said it and it had to be asked. And then we finally got an answer for it. Right. That brother started that. That was not supposed to get out. You know why? Because it was just a negotiation tactic. You have to show this front that you're not happy there. The why was never an issue. The why is the one thing everybody else can't figure out. We can tell you who he's hanging out with. We can tell you what clubs he's at. We can tell you what he's drinking. We can tell you what women are there. We can tell you guys who he's working out with. We can tell you guys what kind of weights he's lifting. We can tell you guys what shoes he's wearing, what cars he's driving. You get all this stuff. We can tell you guys about people in his DMs. We've learned so much about Debo the entire offseason. We have not learned what's really bothering him. There is nothing bothering him. This was all negotiations. The brother puts that out there, and all of a sudden, the Niners didn't tell nobody. The agent didn't tell nobody, but all of a sudden, the Niners are now getting offers that they didn't expect to get because that information became public. And now you hear a tone change in John Lynch. Now there's a difference in the franchise. They were never planning on trading him. Debo was never planning on going anywhere. But when somebody knocks with an offer that you can't refuse, Breezy, if somebody knocks on your door right now with the right offer, you sell your house today. No, I, I 100% agree. Let me hear what Tony has to say, but I got a little pushback on that. But go ahead. I ask you a question. You're saying it's negotiation tactics. Is it negotiation tactics to keep him in San Francisco and get him paid? Or is it negotiation tactics to take him out of San Francisco and get paid? It was a negotiation tactic to get him paid. You seem unhappy. You seem irate. Please don't leave us. We'll give you a little bit more. Oh, you're talking about from his side of the camp. Gotcha. Yes. His camp. I agree with that. Was the one negotiating with this unhappiness. If there was only one offer made, Mike, I think this is a little bit out of hand. No, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I don't want to say 19 and you say 30, and then I say 19.5 and you say 29.5. Skip all the middle steps. Yo, don't make me no offers. Y'all want to bullshit me? Don't make me no offers. Okay, 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 fine. This is the best I could do right here. He wanted to cut right to the chase. You want to know why this agent wanted to save time? Because he's got to do this with four other people. That's why the agent wanted to save time. He's got very similar contracts to negotiate right now. Make us your best offer or don't say nothing to us. If it's not 25, don't talk to us. Well, then it's not fair because that agent is horrible and he's in over his head. And that's what this is about. And that is not right. Because I don't give a shit who you are. I don't care if you're the best person in football. I'm not coming high on any deal because you yourself just said 20 minutes ago, if you come in at 25 million, they're going to ask for 30. And if you come in at 28 million, they're going to ask for 35. I'm with you, Tony. And I didn't even know you said that. Look at that. I, 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 I like your take on it, Mike. I do. And usually I disagree, but I think I got a slight discourse in that just a little bit, right? Like, it's like something still is 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 not right because Debo can easily null and void this whole junk. Like he can easily null and void it by coming out saying, "Yo, I want to be a 49er. 
How would that change things? Well, it would take away the trade. Hold on, Mike. Hold on. He can easily null and void it. Like, easily, if that's what he wanted. But if you're saying he's putting up the facade, like, he has now he he's going down a, a, a road that he can't, like, turn back on. Like, he can't make the, the, the turn backwards because he's already down this road. He's in too deep. Remember that movie? If he's in too deep, then I get where you're coming from. That, that kind of is dope, right? But I feel like he can still stop this shenanigans Right, because that if it's all a facade, stop the shenanigans. Let the 49ers know you want to be here. Why continue to come out and say, Well, now I don't want to play wide back. Now I don't want to be this. Because now to everybody, it's sounding arrogant. Now he's sounding like a diva, right? That's what y'all use. Not you, you or you, whatever. That's the word he's being called. He's being called a diva. Because now uh, why would he not want to do the things that got him here? Oh, he wants to get paid, but he don't want to do what's in his wheelhouse. Come on, man. So Something, something isn't right. Something isn't right. And I'm not saying the 49ers lowballed them, which they probably did. I'm not meaning that they probably started low in the negotiations. Like you and I, we were talking, yo, man, listen, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you five year deal, $16 million a year, like 57 million guaranteed. <laughs> like, right. like that's, that's lowballed. But a lot of people, out here are complaining, saying, well, Debo not worth that because he's not a top receiver in the league. So what 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 what, what, what are we mad? I, I don't understand us as a fan base. I don't understand us as content creators, and I don't understand the 49ers ever. I'll never understand them. Now I look, Mike, you're right. I could check their track records. They keep the players that they want. So why are they not making it known that they want Debo? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna counter that. Why are they making it known they don't want to trade Debo? Because they want to get the best deal for this Debo. If they're if they're saying we don't want to trade him, we don't want to trade him. How else can we say we want him? Well, John Lynch literally said we want him here. He did. So did Kyle Shanahan. They said we need right. to find a way to get him so to keep how him. How many other ways but, can they say it? If, if Debo's camp is saying don't talk to us, what else are they supposed to do? I mean, why not do the opposite? Why not let Debo know how much you do want him? They've they, done. Oh, I got you. I got you. Hold on. Listen other than what John Lynch just said at the presser, like, like, and, and so, and so, here's my theory about the whole thing. You want to tweet, dear Debo? No, 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 no. Here's my theory about the whole thing. I think that what John said was I don't know if y'all want to say it was genuine or not. I thought it was pretty darn genuine. I thought I thought it was pretty darn genuine. It was almost like the Jimmy Garoppolo farewell speech. Like, you know, he's a great player. He's like the best uh, uh you know example when Will meets this skill, then you get a hell of a play like that. Like that was so dope. That was spot on by John Lynch. I thought that was perfect. That should let Debo's camp know listen, they really do want this kid. Like you know what I'm saying? They don't want to trade him. But if we have to trade Debo, I'm gonna set so so they're making like like Mike, you're right. They're making all the, the gestures saying that they want to keep him. Why they set the bar really high, right? They want two first round picks for Debo Samuel, right? That that's no, no, they said a king's ransom. No, no, they no. Ran. They came and, and then he came out and said he wanted first round pick, two first round picks. I think I read a report where he said he wants at least two first round picks. Okay, so King's ransom, two first round picks. 
That's that's pretty damn good. And and I think he's talking to the Jets. Give me four and ten. I'm Gucci. You give me twenty nine and thirty with the Chiefs. I'm gonna need some more. Right. You know, you know what I'm saying? So like those are two first round picks. But give me a second. Give me a third. Give me a fifth. Whatever. So either way, I feel like he's doing his due diligence for the business. But he's making it clear and known that he doesn't want to move on from Debo Samuel. I don't think the 49ers organization wants to move on. But what I'm saying is, what if they have an agreement? What if Debo and his camp, because you got to remember, this shit came out April 6th. All of this stuff happened a long time ago. And then on top of that, we're getting it later, two weeks later. And then the little shenanigans, Mike, the, the charades, all that stuff continues to just keep building on. Ask yourself this. Where, where's Taekwon? Because I ain't heard from the motherfucker since he got yelled at for putting that out. Like we're not, he's not even on social media right now. So, so like clearly, you you're right. He messed up, right? And now clearly they're trying to save face. But I think Debo wants to be a 49er because if Mike is right about his theory, this was all negotiation. That's why I said I agree, but I push back a little bit for the simple fact that Debo can easily end this. And then everybody could go back to being hunky dory. But what if this whole thing is a tactic to get people to spin picks, to draft certain players, and to do crazy stuff in the draft? Like both can be true. So let me let me explain my theory, and let me play this last clip from John Lynch. Right? I think everything you're saying is right. I think everything we all saying is right. I agree too. I agree too. I think it was all a negotiation for both sides from both parties. Right? One guy came in playing hardball. Debo and his side, right? They offered 19 million. They didn't make any offers. They offered 19 million. Don't talk to us no more. We want 25, right? Hard numbers. All right. We don't want to hear nothing no more. Well, communication is not an issue from our side, right? Now that now they're slowly pointing fingers at each other. But then you get the we love Debo. And I, I played it earlier, Breezy. There's this long minute plus clip where John Lynch is running off every one of Debo's positive attributes. I know. Community. He's good playing with the kids. He's a great player on the field. Like, this is homegrown talent. He works hard, will plus skill, right? That whole thing was all in there. He checks all the boxes. That was a sales pitch. And I'm going to tell you why that was a sales pitch. Because the brother was not supposed to make that information public. I understand. And as soon as that information went public, you know what happened? It it started spinning up up the wheels. The phone blew up. And they started getting real offers that they weren't expecting to get. And three days after all that happened, Ian Rappaport comes out and says, the Niners are still getting offers for Debo Samuel. And so now someone at the presser says, well, hey, are you guys prepared to move on from Debo? Like, what happens? Are you just staying put at 61? Like, what are you going to do? And this is what he says here. Uh, Where'd it go? God dang it. Uh, 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 uh. That's oh. a perfect setup too. It's too bad it wasn't the transition. Like, yeah, it up, right? yeah. yeah, that was perfect. Uh, was it this one? one from Debo? You put yourself through the exercises of you know you. Even though we don't have a first round pick, you have to be thorough in this process and prepare for everything. And so you you go through and do that. He's just too good of a player. I mean, you think of 2019, the 36th pick. Nope. Played that one already. One, two, three, four, five. Damn. Oh, here it is. You start talking about a draft that is so, um, you know, the volume of it is probably the strength. You know, there's a there's a um, a good thought just to stay put and um, 
and uh, you know even go back and acquire more picks. But then I think you also got to take into account when you look at our roster. Um, you know, we're already at 76, 77, 78 people, some right around there in terms of what we have right now. There's not a ton of holes as we see it, you know, needs. And so that gives you the flexibility to go up when you really like a player. And so it's something we haven't hesitated to do in the past. And I think um, it's going to be different. It's going to be a little boring <laughs> on, uh, on day one. We're not used to that. Um, you know, we're used to having some action and We'll see. That might happen again. But uh, otherwise, we'll kind of sit through and continue to work so that when we get to our pick, whatever that is, we're ready to, to make it the best move for the, uh, for the 49ers. This was very telling to me. <laughs> he started with saying, at 61, do you want to trade back? <laughs> We were all sitting around all offseason saying, damn, we got to figure out how to move up some. Move up. By the time 61 get here, da-da-da-da-da. What would make you comfortable trading back at 61, Tony? What would make me comfortable? Mm-hmm. There's a ton of positional needs on the board. If there's a lot of, like, if there's multiple centers, multiple receivers, multiple safeties still on the board at 61, which I don't think – there will be, but if they're in a situation where they have two players at each position of need on their board still ranked high, I think there could be a scenario where they do jump back a couple picks. I mean, because what, 61, then there's three more picks to the third round? Mm-hmm. So they could jump maybe top five in round three? Yeah, but that – that how, what? Exactly. We've been through our team before. Like, what the hell? How many? How many? We already got nine picks. Who did you try to draft? Fifteen well, picks. It's not about gaining more, keeping more pick. Holy shit! Got hit right in the head. Gaining more picks. It's about having the ability to jump Ooh. back up to somebody. Well, yeah. So well, how? Yeah. If you okay. let's just say, good. I was going to say. So you're saying the board has to be completely loaded in order for you to feel comfortable trading back from 61. It's right? not completely loaded. There's got to be multiple options on the board. For I don't think you trade multiple positions. Yeah, like like let's just say I, I know it's not going to happen, but let's say Nick Cross is still on the board at safety. Let's say like and the kid Petrie's there, even though I'm not a huge fan of him. Let's say those two are on the board. And then let's say um, – uh, yeah. Shaquille, the Boise State receiver, or um, the kid from uh, what the hell's his name? The other receiver. Which one? Which school? Just say the school. Let's say Sky Moore sitting there, even though I don't think he will be. For Western Michigan. There's multiple options sitting there. If there's an edge rusher sitting there and there's like two guys. I I see what you're saying. Then you You trade back. No, no, no. I got you. I get it. That makes perfect sense. Well, that's what you said. The move back, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But I get what you're saying. You're saying only move. You can only see them moving back if the board is loaded with with players that you thought should have been gone. Let's just say right when 61 comes up and that that clock starts ticking, their top five guys are still on the board. Then you Mm -hmm. can move back a few slots. That's That's what it would take. What about what about for you, Wayne? 
I think that's the. Well, I think I, I personally don't want to move back. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, but in that situation, I mean, Tony made a, a, a crystal clear point. If I got 10 guys that I have on my board or even my and, and the top five are still there and I feel like I know that this team is not going to take they might take two out of the five. I can get one of those guys. I'll trade back. Like I'll trade back. Why, why draft right there when you can trade back and gain more capital? Or it's a to, move, to move back up. To, so you could possibly say, hey, I got these picks. I'll give you this, and I'll move up in the fourth round. Or I'll move up again in the fifth round. They love fifth round picks. We only got one. So there's a possibility that they might be doing something like that if the board is loaded, stocked and loaded, like Tony said. It, it gives them the ability to move. That That's all I'm trying to say. It gives them more flexibility, firepower to move back up again. Mm-hmm. There's another fall, a player falling. And without mortgaging anything in 23. So if you add two picks, if you add like, like let's say they go to 61 to 69, we'll just say that's eight slots. You'll probably pick up a fourth round pick for doing that. Maybe a seventh or maybe something next year. You could take that fourth, jump back up into the third with your current fourth, and then take a guy that is in the top 10 on your board and you solidify two picks in your top 10 on your board. This is going to be a weird-ass draft. Well, one, way thinking, or, one way or another. Go ahead, Mike. My, my thinking was the only way the Niners think about trading down from 61 is if they had picks before it. So like first-round like, picks. You, you're playing a game, though. You didn't say anything about that. I, I asked what would make you comfortable trading down. None of us... All offseason, all mock season, all mock drafts ever talked about trading down from 61. Never. You could Never. though. I mean, it, it, it's like if you were to tell me, if you like, I I, I was gonna ask you, is this without the Debo trade or with the Debo trade? Because I had a feeling you were gonna play one of your fucking just, games with us. So I'm just saying for him to be talking about their comfortable trading down at 61. I'm thinking there might be something. I think they might be deciding between a couple of offers that they got, guys. Listen, I will say it again. I said it before and I'll say it again. I don't think they wanted to trade him, but I think when that when that post went out on Facebook and then they had to address it publicly, I think that opened the floodgates. And I'm I'm not kidding. I I am not kidding. I I I I agree. But at the end of the day, I still don't think they want to trade him. And I still I, think I they think hold they, the, they they hold the power. The, the 49ers have all the power in this situation. And the only way Debo Samuel won't be on this team, bros, is if there's a, is a if there's an offer that they can't refuse. They're not going to move a guy just because he says he doesn't want to play on his team. That's not that's not how it works. Now, that's, that's not how it works. Because what what leverage is Debo going to do? Hold out? Oh, Debo, no, he has no leverage. Holding that's what out, I'm saying. So like I, so, or, or, or what do you think? He's going to be a cancer to the people in the locker room? Do you think he's going to divide and conquer this yeah, locker room? Because now you're not going to get the bag when you're a free agent. Exactly. He so so he, he would, has no power. He's zero power, zero leverage. He would literally defame himself and hurt every chance of him being successful at this business, in this business, mm-hmm. right? And so Debo yeah. Samuel will have to put his big boy pants on, suck it up, and go out there, ball out. Right now, I still think the 49ers would try to offer him a contract. And if I'm Debo Samuel's agent, I take what they offer. I bet on myself. I get some secure money and I go out there and outperform it until the next joint. Like he has he's putting himself in between a rock and a hard place at this point. There's one problem with that. 
his next contract, he's pushing 30. I, I, I didn't say his next contract had to be with the 49ers. So no, I understand, but let, is, somebody he, will pay him because give him, give he'll, him be, money. he'll be 29, right, Tony? Yeah. So, so, so then and there, his value I, will. I disagree. I disagree a little. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't like to disagree with you. Like, I get where you're coming from. I don't want you to think I don't. The reason why I say I disagree is because I just watched Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and 30 year old uh, Stefan, even though they're not might not might not be 30, I can use Devontae Adams and I just watched him get paid. And so 30, 30 year olds do have a place in this league. I just, especially with his set of skills, if he can stay healthy. But a 30 year old? Who runs through people? And I said, I said, if he can stay healthy, I put the caveat in there, bro. I put that, I put that <laughs> shit in there. I slid that clause in there super quick, bro. Hey, that's probably part of the reason why he's feeling the way he's feeling, because he knows I'm twenty, yeah. about to be twenty six. If this motherfucking Kyle gonna keep me running through these tackles, I'm not about that life. I'm trying to have years. longevity in the game. How many years has does Devontae Adams have under his belt as being a top three wide receiver in the NFL? The majority of his years, except for I would say his first three years in the league, first four years in the league. That's why he could be that old and get that kind of contract. But I'm not saying Debo can't get a contract. I mean, the, the money continues to change. The market continues to shift. Money's going to go up. If Debo plays it smart, he takes the offer that they're offering. And I'm not saying a low ball <laughs> offer. Don't get it twisted. I'm saying an offer where he's comfortable accepting certain guarantees and then he bets on himself on the next contract. You, you know what was more interesting to me about that video we just played with John Lynch? He said, and I quote, 76, 77, 78 players, whatever. Mm. The Niners have 78 players on their team. Mm -hmm. There's two guys that they've been talking about trading all along. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think it's a coincidence at all that he said 76 first and then realized, oh, shit, I'm letting people know our player count heading into this draft. Mm. Now, the other option is, because it might not be Jimmy, it could be Alex Mack. Yeah. I think that there's a solid offer on the table for Debo, and they're deciding between them, and I think Alex Mack could be gone, and that takes the countdown to 76. 76. Which I think is pretty much. Well, I think Alex Mack is done. Like, uh, like it's it's. How come nobody's paying attention to those signs? Because mm -hmm. we're everyone's overwhelmed with this shit. <laughs> I'm just saying he's been putting out the signs. Look, I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna play this one more time through, and then y'all let me know what y'all think. And if not, nothing, anything new, we'll move on. All right. I think when you start talking about a draft that is so, um, you know, the volume of it is probably the strength. You know, there's a. There's a, um, a good thought just to stay put and, um, and uh, you know, even go back and acquire more picks. But then I think you also got to take into account when you look at our roster, um, you know, we're already at 76, 77, 78 people, some right around there in terms of what we have right now. There's not a ton of holes as we see it, you know, needs. And so that gives you the flexibility to go up when you really like a player. And so it's something we haven't hesitated to do in the past. And I think um, it's going to be different. It's going to be a little boring <laughs> on, uh, on day one. We're not used to that. Um, you know, we're used to having some action and we'll see that might happen again, but um, otherwise we'll, 
kind of sit through and continue to work so that when we get to our pick, whatever that is, we're ready to, to make it the best move for the, uh, for the 49ers. Nope, nothing. No takeaways? Okay. All right, I just want y'all to hear it. Hear it through my crazy-ass ears. All right? Now, um, that's it for the John Lynch stuff. Um, Fred Warner came out, showed a lot of love and support for our guy Debo. Elijah Mitchell showed love and support for Debo. Mike McGlinchey said he's a man. He's got to go through this negotiation the way he wanted to go through it. <laughs> Did y'all have any takeaways from their I mean, pressers? I mean, to? Mike said that he he doesn't he he can't he can't relate because he didn't have he didn't have to go through this situation. He said right? His negotiation was yes or no. Do you right. want to pick up your fifth year option? Do you want right. to play or no? Right. And so he kind of tried to deflect it is the best way that he could, which was dope because I felt like he you know he kind of he's making it plain, plain and clear that he's ready to play football. And I'm hoping he's going to be healthy. I, I've never thought I would hope for Mike McGlinchey to be healthy, but I'm hoping he's going to come out here healthy and compete and be top notch. Yeah. First round pick Mike McGlinchey for $11 million. That's going to make the 49ers decide if they're going <laughs> to extend them or whatever. Shut up, shut up, Mike. Right. Like I'm just, I'm just, I'm just knowing it's a contract year for him. So I'm expecting the great out of him, the greatness out of him. Cause he can be great if he's, you know, fixes some things and he's utilized properly but look i don't think i got much from mike fred in my no, wait, opinion before you, before you move to fred real quick let me give you all this also mike mcglinchey did say something i thought was really really interesting it's the first time i got to look at everything in an off season he said in my six months of recovery uh and uh it'll be nine once i get to training camp uh he was like you know it was it was interesting to look at the different aspects of my game. You got to go back and listen to what he was saying. He said that he got to really assess things and work on things that he didn't get the opportunity to before because he had to stick to such a strict schedule. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really good, man. I, I told y'all last year, I thought he was having a decent season. I thought he was having a better than decent season. Then he got hurt. I think he comes back even better, man. I, th I think he comes back like pro bowl type right tackle shit. For real. I mean, the expectations for him to do that is not, I don't see anything wrong with it, you know, but we also know who Mike McGlinchey is. We know that he gets bull rushed a lot because he can't get his hip, can't get his body anchored down enough for people to just run him over, right? In the past game. And I'm not saying he won't be better. I'm hoping he does get better. You would think a guy in his fifth year improves, right? And so maybe this does help him. Maybe he's fully recovered. Maybe he's fully healthy. Maybe he got a chance to sit and reflect and, and look and learn like, dang, yo, I can't believe I did that. I could have been, I could have did this. I could have did that. We know one place where he's really good at. I mean, like a plus good. And that's in the run game. And if the 49ers plan to run the game, run the ball more than they throw the ball, which is a possibility, right? You got a young kid in there about to be the quarterback, which I got from, uh, Lynch, I felt like he made it clear again as Trey Lance going to be the guy going forward, right? And so um, Mike McGlinchey, like I said, if healthy, should give this 49ers offensive line at least a nice little boost on the right side. And then you're going to have to factor in the rest of the players, which are going to be young guys. So that's something that we got to think about, look forward to. How is that going to pan off? Because you got the vet on the left, you're going to have the vet on the right, and in, in between, it's going to be different. He also said... He got a new 
<clears throat> he got a new uh a new tendon, like a new a new one. Are you gonna get new tendons? <laughs> he made it sound like he went to Walmart, picked one up in aisle eight. He, got a, <laughs> he said that he had been dealing with tendonitis. Yes, he did. Career. Yes, he did no say that. Ever mentioned that about him, and I felt like he kind of let the cat out the bag. I had no listen, idea bro, that he was dealing with tendonitis. Listen, bro, Mike. I'm just gonna tell you this, and I think you say it. You say it all the time. Football is 100% injury, like like prone or injured, whatever. Like everybody's injured. I didn't even know Elijah Mitchell was injured until my life. Elijah Mitchell said he had a, a cleanup yeah. surgery. Yeah, right? And so like it's 100%. Uh, I mean, we knew he was injured, but we didn't know he had the cleanup surgery is what I'm trying to say. Um, procedure, excuse me. That's what they call that. It's not surgery, it's a procedure. But listen, that's crazy if you got a new tendon. I thought you could repair tendons. I didn't know you can get actual, actual new ones. You said, man, I thought that shit was crazy. I ain't gonna lie. Maybe he didn't mean to say that. Maybe it just slipped out. You know, you got, got the pressure. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I say things. And he and he said it's gonna add on to the years at the end of his at the end of his career. So that means he plans to continue to play football for somebody. Oh, and the other thing was, I know everyone kept saying, Oh, he might not come back from this injury and da 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 da. He did say the thought of retirement never, never crossed, crossed my his mind, mind because it wasn't an option for me. Or the staff. Mm-hmm. It was not an option. He actually said it wasn't a thought, an option for me or the 49ers. As if they were saying, like, nah, bro, no, no way. Nah. <laughs> no thoughts. No. All right. Uh, let's keep it pushing then, man. Um, any other takeaways from any of the other pressers? Did you guys hear anything that you guys want to discuss before we get out of here? No, I, I just I just feel like Fred for president, you know. Uh, he just he just says all the right things. Listen, Tony, he says all the right things. Yes. Like, how, he's the lovable guy. Like, like <laughs> he's just a lovable dude, man. Like, does he say anything wrong? I mean, even when he Fs up, he still says it in a way to where we just like, it's okay, Fred. You'll get him the next time. <laughs> you missed 55 tackles, but you'll get it on the 56th try. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but he just he just has a good way of talking. But he's definitely, you could tell he's a clear leader of the team. And the fact that he has, he he said, "Listen, Debo, my door is open, uh, if you want to come talk to me." But uh, how how much? Of, like, I don't want to talk about Debo anymore. But like, I feel like the camp, man. Like, like, like the like, are agents that dumb? Like, what are agents doing in that particular situation? Because I'm I'm a lovable dude too, man. I I would hate for me to shut myself out of the world and not be able to talk to the people if that's who I am. Like, and if my agent made me do that, I would fire my agent. I would be on some Richard Sherman shit and get my own contract. I think that's what I would do anyway, because that's the type, that's my personality. I might get underpaid, but I think that's where I would be. Um, I don't, I don't think, I don't think these behaviors are new for Depot. I could be wrong. Oh, no, you, you, you felt like he comes on and says things, but eh. like you said, when I joined the show, it was red flags at the Pro Bowl. I, I don't see it that way, but it is what it is. Hey, man, if Debo's not here, what can we do? I'm not saying red flags didn't get rid of him. It was it was personality traits that were coming out, like, heavy. And we were just like, nah, well, he's just having fun. I mean, but people, when people get loose, it's just like when you have a little bit of alcohol in you, right? Like, when you get loose, you speak more freely. You you say who you really are. You, you show your true colors, right? I'm not at the podium after a game and I've been coached and debriefed on what to say and what not to say. Like, I'm out here running around on the field having fun. These guys get to play with me. You know, everybody wants to play with me. 
He felt that way. His actions this offseason say that he I feels just, that I way. I just don't see anything wrong with that, yo. Like, if anybody else would have said it, Oh well, wow. like it's just a it's just a thing. Like you've never you've never heard another Pro Bowler say that. You've heard, I, 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 you know, I wanted to catch some passes from this guy my whole career, so it'll be a fun time to do that now. I, I hear you, Mike. It's not about what I've never heard. It's just about Debo. It's just different, and it's okay to be different. We tell people it's okay to be unique. It's okay to be themselves. Then you're gonna fucking sit there and criticize them for it. Let Debo be Debo. Whether you like it or not, that's your prerogative. Just let these people can, be who they I, are, I bro. I never told him don't be him. I'm saying I'm going to call it what I see. No, I, I, and I said that, but that's what people do. Like, they judge, they criticize, they we, we do all this stuff, and then at the end of the day, like, I have nothing to say negative about Debo because of what he did on the field. All the other bullshit is bullshit to me. So if y'all want to hold him for character issues, be my guest. But I know every week that motherfucker showed up and he showed out. And didn't boast about it neither, other than getting up on the field, doing first downs, what all the other players do. I've never seen Debo be on some Terrell Owen shit. I know I haven't. You just saw him doing the push-ups. Uh, the, 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 the I'm bench. talking about as far as the stuff that he says when he – I'm just talking about as far as his, his, his character, as far as character, bro. Just never I, – I, that's not Debo. Debo's a different type of character. Terrell Owens was him. Jerry, Jerry Rice used to do some cocky shit, but nobody complained about it. I'm just saying. I, I don't remember Jerry Rice doing too much of. Just, I'm not. I, I don't, I wasn't I'm just saying cocky Rice. shit on the field. He was the best guy on the field. He let everybody know he was the best guy on the field. I remember Jerry Rice not shaking Deion Sanders' hands. <laughs> like, dude wanted to shake the goat's hand, and the goat was just like, I'm not even paying you no attention, motherfucker. I don't care who you is. I'm just saying, bro. At the end of the day, we all got our opinions on stuff, man, and it's all cool. But like, I think we just be taking some stuff out of context. But that's our job. Our job is to look deeper into the deep. You know what I mean? And I think, like you said, Mike, at the beginning when I jumped on the show, I think Devo's in too deep. Actually, that's a dope ass title for the show. I think he's in too deep in all of this, and now he's got to figure out how he's going to get himself out. So, and that's probably with the trade. It's probably the easiest way out for him. Any thoughts, Tony? I just have a question. You honestly think Debo wants to leave? No. That's why Mike said it. If Mike, if you said what you said earlier was was real, no. But I think he's in too deep. I, I don't think it was ever his intention for it to be like this. That's crazy. That's crazy. <clears throat> so what you're saying is it's the agent's fault? Because that's... I'll tell you right now. And I, That's I, where I was alluding to, Tony. I'll keep it real. I think the agent is in over his head. He has four guys looking to get paydays, one higher than the other, and he has a draft in less than one week. And the only way his leverage is pay me or trade me, right? So you trade before – this is going to be done before the draft. So if this goes beyond the draft – there's going to be a big problem with this because the 49ers, none of these teams have to trade these guys. None mm. of them. They, they could sit on their hands. You don't want to play. You're only hurting yourself mm-hmm. with PBA. You're only affecting yourself. You're not affecting us. Debo is not hurting the 49ers. AJ Brown's not hurting the Titans. Uh, Metcalf ain't hurting the Seahawks, and McLaurin's not hurting the, the Washington football team. They're hurting themselves. So I think he picked four great people, but the problem is all of them want to get paid 
in eight days or seven days. No, shit, four, five, four days, two days. They want this to happen. Two more sleeps. Two more sleeps. Oh. I'll be on an airplane tomorrow, y'all. And I see, like Tarodome just said, Tony Tory Dandy wants to get his players played. I 100% agree. That's the agent's job, and that's his job to represent the players. He just got Denzel Ward paid. Cornerback. <clears throat> but that's but what I Tara Dome also said that Debo was insulted and disrespected, and no one has showed me where once. You 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 didn't catch what I just said. He just got Denzel Ward paid. There's nobody else that's competing to get paid out of other than Denzel that's Ward. The corner market. Right. He's only one guy in the corner market that he has. So it's a lot easier to get the one guy paid than four guys, guys who are trying to be the highest paid over each other. Who who are the four guys, bro? McLaurin. D- Wait, D- he, I, I, he he I, he represents McLaurin too. Yeah. Are you sure? He one hundred percent represents McLaurin. He represents one, all four of these guys. So this is on. This is his story. This the is one him. that I wasn't sure about was Metcalf, but I know that he no, represents, he, he represents Metcalf too. They're like, oh, Metcalf is being silent. Uh, he ain't got no damn quarterback. I know, so. I know for a fact it's Brown, <laughs> Samuel, and McLaurin. I was, I was. I knew for that. a fact it was Brown, Samuel, and Metcalf. I didn't know it was McLaurin. So that just, just I'm just putting that out there. That, that's. I wonder that's, why these guys go with the same agent. Well, is it to negotiate part of CAA? Right, but why pick the same guy? There's a bunch of agents with CAA. I mean, I guess you pick the guy with the best record, but why do agents take on most? Like, it would be cool if he, if he took on, uh, like, Debo in that draft and then took on another wide receiver for the next year and then another wide receiver. Like, that would make sense, but the dude took it four. Like, he got to right. get paid. I feel you. I feel you, bro. No, no, that's not, I, Debo's brother fucked up. And Debo went on I'm a recovery done. tour. No, and Debo went on a, on a recovery tour. You got people thinking you hate California. Niner fans like fuck you. Then you got people thinking that you, hey. you like the Cowboys. Niner fans like fuck you. Then yeah, right? you don't want to work out with Trey Lance. Niner fans like fuck you. Then right, yeah. you getting the middle finger from this whole fan base over and over and over. So he went on a recovery tour. Hey guys, I'm in LA. Check me out. Hey, guys, I'm working out out here in Cali now. Check me out. Ooh, I'm having dinner in Malibu. Hey, I actually really do. Don't mind hanging out in Cali now. He went on a recovery tour. His brother was not supposed to let that out the bag. It was not supposed to get out. Nobody ever said anything about a trade until his brother put that shit up. Nobody ever said it. So then why did he do... So why did he do the interview with Jeff Darlington and then told them that he didn't plan to sign? Why, Why say that? Because that was after his brother. I, I don't know. That was weird. Because that was after his brother said what he said. That's what I'm saying. So why not deny the interview, fix your brother, which he did. He fixed Taekwondo. Like, Taekwondo is fixed. I don't, like, Taekwondo don't even be on social media, like, right now. Like, he's he's been banned from it for a while. What What was the Jeff Darlington question? I don't understand what you were asking. He asked Jeff Darlington question. He was the one that broke out that Debo didn't want to be with the 49ers. He confirmed it, yes. Right. So, but he said that Debo told him. Yes. Right. So, why would Debo tell? That was after the Taekwon thing. Yes. Right. So, why would Debo do that if he's trying to fix the situation? Because they had to address it. They They didn't have to address it. it. They didn't have to address it. It could have just been a rumor. It could have just been hanging out there in space. It's not a rumor from your brother, bro. It's it's not a rumor from your brother. What, What I'm, you're not understanding what I'm saying, bro. Like, I don't, okay, 
So I don't feel like he had to address it. He could have just said my brother was drunk and effed up. They could, there's mad ways he could have flipped it, bro. Don't act like you ain't never recover, recovered for your brother. Nobody, nobody was going to buy that. Debo could have came out and, and said it and they would have bought it. No, 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 they would not. You would have been the only one that bought it. You the only one that don't see all any right, song what Debo doing all offseason. You would have right. been the only one that would have believed that if, if he came out and said, my brother was tripping, y'all. He don't know what he's talking about. All right. All right. I know what Debo tweeted. I know Debo tweeted said that the only people that know what's going on is me, Kyle, and my agent. And he spelled his own name wrong. He lowercased the D. That wasn't Debo, bro. You that don't think that Debo capitalizes his name on autocorrect in his phone? No. Nah. he typed Debo? Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's a new phone and it didn't autocorrect. <laughs> Wait, yo, stop, man. You, you, what? you I got a new purpose, right? Nah, son, I got a new phone and and the shit ain't all in there yet. Like it's not. That's a that's a, whatever, man. I'm done, yo. I, can we please move on from Debo? Because I can't let me, anymore. Let me. So we also heard from Jimmy Garoppolo. No one's talking about the Jimmy Garoppolo. Because no tour. one cares. Well, this is this I thought was important. Jimmy Garoppolo, I heard on four different platforms saying, hey, guys, I'm still not ready to throw the ball yet. But soon, but soon. Why is he doing that? Can somebody tell me why he's doing that, please? Talking about he's going to throw the ball like he's going to be ready June for whenever he's supposed to throw the ball in June? I Yes, he, he did say he was ahead of his recovery. Mm-hmm. So it's looking like the end of June, he'll be ready to get back out there and start throwing the ball. But he's out there on a on a on a social media podcast tour. Yeah, saying, he's promoting because hey, he's forget prom- about me because he's promoting himself, bro. He's trying to get he's trying to get his stakes back up, man. He's trying to get the stakes back up, dog. I ain't talking about the stakes you eat. I'm talking about his worth. Is he and trying so to he, be a a, a, um, a draft day trade, Tony? I have, it's a possibility. The the last option is Carolina. Uh, you saw the report that came out today, right? Carolina said that he is not much of an upgrade over Sam Darnold, bro. Yeah, well, they're playing games back and forth. It's negotiation tactics, man. It's 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 the game. Just like John Lynch said, they're not moving. They're 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 not gonna be. They're gonna be bored on day one. They have never done this. Like it's all fucking. Listen, where there's smoke, there's fire, and that's all it comes down to. You know, there's there's a picture floating around on social media on uh, Twitter today that. You see John Lynch, uh, John Lynch, uh, Kyle Shanahan and Matt Rule shaking hands at the Florida meetings. Like, legit, they were one-on-one with each other talking, and you someone snapped a picture of them two shaking hands. Like, But guys greet each other all the time. What's, what's up with you? You can't shake a hand. I don't know, man. Yeah, we, I'm, I'm tired, man. Again, Just smoke, give me the fucking drive, fire. yo. Smoke, fire. That's all I'm saying. Right. Okay. So can, can we all agree if Debo's not traded on Thursday, he's going to be a 49er? Yes, but yeah. not. not. I, 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 I'm not. Long term, but he'll be a niner, and it's up to him if he wants to come and play. But the way this agent seems like he's he's trying to operate things, I I don't know. I don't know. John Lynch said, "We've never had a long term holdout here, and that ain't going to change." Take it for what you want. We've never had a long-term holdout because they wait till August and July to get the deals done. Like so, uh, so right. It, but that's their. That's the way they operate. Why should they have to change 
right now? I'm not saying that they do. I'm just thinking that the agent is trying to speed up the process for Debo because he got three other guys he got to get deals done. And I, I feel like he's just working the three. He's working all four receivers at the same time. So you like, want right. to know what I think? I'll tell you right now what I think. I think he's banking on Debo to get the biggest contract out of the three. Then he could use that as a negotiation to set. And exactly. then boom. But Debo, what if Debo doesn't want to be first? Debo can't be first and get the most out of those three. I think Why? he should. Because if exactly. you figure if you figure it out, what what I think what the, what he's trying to do is he's trying to get him the highest paid wide receiver with running back money on top of it. And that's what'll elevate him to be the highest paid player player. Would you guys rather have Debo? Would you guys rather have Debo or or AJ Brown on the the 49ers right now? I would rather have Debo for the 49ers. Would you rather have Debo or Terry McLaurin? Don't lie to me for the 49ers. Would you rather have Debo or DK Metcalf? Debo. For the 49ers. Who'd you say the other guy was? Oh, no, that was it. That was all of them. I'm not taking what any of them. You, you taking Debo over all those guys also? Yeah. For the 49ers. 49ers going forward with Trey Lance. You have to. You have to. Yes. D, you have to have Debo on this team. I, I can't understand why they would move on. You got a second-year quarterback. He has a rapport with Debo. He's got touchdowns. Like you, then you take him out and you tell him to do it other. But I don't know. That's gonna be crazy. Yes, Debo, Debo three, Debo all the way. We got a contribution from Sean. I forgot to read. I'm sorry. Uh, he said, "Yeah, they sell those tendons at the morgue." Sean is crazy. He's he said, "I have one in my right knee." Uh, Seeing Big Bird Mike McGlinchey work out, he looked more like a basketball player. What do you think about? John's comment on Trey not inspiring. Well, I think um, the comments were to keep Jimmy's value up to tr- so they could try to dump him again. But I thought they were inspiring. So, like, wh- what did he think wasn't ins- inspiring? Because he made it almost clear that Trey was going to be the guy moving forward. Like, you know, they believed in Trey. Like, like they believe in that that he'll be able, he'll be ready to, you know, take the realms. But like Tony is saying. They, they they can't downgrade this big ass twenty five and a half million dollar piece they got sitting like recovering and recouping because they want to still find a way to move them so they could get something for them. What exactly did he say about Trey? Maybe I missed it. When they asked him about Trey Lance, I don't have it off the top of my head, but he talked about how oh I made the quote of it. Let's see if I can find it. And they talked about he, you know, he he said something about. Well, let me see if I can find it. Shake your hand, shake your hand, yo. Hey, it's that time of the year. He says we are great believers in what Trey Lance brings to the table. We believe he is ready. The fuck is that? that that's very short. Maybe I read Sean's comment wrong. John Lynch. What y'all think about John's comment on Trey? Not inspiring. Read that one more time. We are great believers in what Trey Lance brings to the table. We believe he is ready. I don't know what you mean, Sean. I love you, buddy. I I don't know what you mean by the end of it there. 
Um, but shout out to the the tendons at the morgue. I guess that makes sense, though. You know what I'm saying? Like that that really does make sense. What if the morgue um, really did sell body parts? I have they do. Uh, I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything about Trey Lance from anybody all off season. Believe it or not, it's actually I, pretty. It's actually pretty strange. Debo, never mind. God dang. But what if all of what if all of the the Debo stuff is is strategically put out there to like deflect everything from Trey Lance so that he can go into a season unnoticed, come out and then bam, hit cast with the haymakers. Are you 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 know Debo? No. Like that's you know you not related to him or nothing? Mike, shut up, yo. I'm just saying I'm, like what if, I'm, what if this is a, I'm just saying what him? if this is a diversion to take the attention off of the we the person we should be putting all our attention on cuz he is out there working out. All we See, get is some that, photos. That's conspiracy theory right there. I like right, that. I'm done. I'm done. No, what? I'm, 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 I'm feeling your style right he now. Says I'm grasping straws, sloppy. I'm not grasping straws. I'm just saying, what if this is this is all a, a, a diversion? Because we should be, all, yo, Trey Lance is, is going to be the starter of the 49ers, right? Yes, sir. Every mm-hmm. media outlet should be in on Trey. Trey did work with the kids. Ain't nobody say nothing about it but the stuff that we put out there. How do you not talk about that? He's been working with children, helping with the 49ers. No national media attention whatsoever. Nope. Trey's out there working out. No national media attention, right? It's crazy, bro. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I guarantee you, Trey will be at OTAs, and you won't even know it's Trey Lance. We'll be hearing from Fred Warner. Watch. I'm telling you. George Kittle, Fred Warner. They're, they're protecting Trey from the media for something. For the, and he's really well-spoken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Debo. I'm sorry, not Debo. God. Kittle and Sanu. Are you related to Debo? No, I'm just... <laughs> Kittle and Sanu spoke highly of uh, Trey Lance. They compared him to Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. Josh, but we knew that Mike because Kyle Shanahan said that he wanted a quarterback like Josh Allen, and that's why he arm of Drew Brees and the legs of Jackson, bro. That was Josh Allen, and the reason why he said that is because he got his ass beat by Josh Allen on Monday Night Football, and that was the guy he described. He didn't say the name. So it's only right that the players see Josh Allen and Trey Lance. You're right. You're absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right. I like it, man. I like it. Um, Before, Kittle was very, very much teetering the line between the Jimmy and Trey and the politically correct. He also said that, you know, that Jimmy, like, he was trying not to say this, but he was like, oh, we all knew he was going to be out. Like, When you trade up three draft picks to get a guy like even Jimmy. And so that's when he started commending Jimmy on being a good character guy. Like he took it really yeah. well. You know what I'm saying? So he picked Jimmy up too. Yeah. He, he said uh, the writing is on the wall when they trade up the three to get someone at your position. Like he, he said that. So it's all good, man. Look, we got a lot, a lot of stuff going. I'm going to be back on tomorrow night at some time to do a mock draft. I don't know what time. I'm going to try not to step on other people's shows and things like that. But we will be back here on Nothing But Niners to do another mock draft. And this time, I'm going to ask for help from you, 
the viewers. I'm looking for a GM to come in here and I'll just run the draft board. You guys make the picks. I'm looking for some crowd participation. All right. So make sure you guys are ready. If interested, guys, shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, nb9ers at nothingbutdiners.com, or f- just leave a comment at the end of this video. Okay. Leave a comment at the end of this video. If you want to shoot the email, that's the email address down at the bottom of the screen. Uh, we haven't done enough mock drafts. Maybe we'll even do some call ins. We'll do a mock draft and have people call in. Um, but tomorrow's going to be a good day. It is Draftmas Eve. Can I call from right. the airplane? Yes. Yeah. Pay, get, yo, I just paid. I just, you got to get this hotspot, bro. Wi Fi, everything. Let's do it, man. Do All it. right. Tell me Hell what to yeah. do after we finish. I'll get it. All right. So, uh, Tony. Let's get some final thoughts, man. Let's go home, bro. I got to finish my dinner over here. Dinner at 11 o'clock at night? My yeah, God. Tony, don't say nothing, work. Tony. Just let him eat his shower. food, dog. I got home from work. I jumped in the shower, and I, Tony, I told you not to say anything, man. Here he goes. I still had a towel on when we started the show, Wayne. Too oh, much yeah. motherfucking information. I don't care about your towel. Are you lucky? No, on his head, on his head, on his head. Oh, on his head. head. Oh, on his head. <laughs> <laughs> You scroll up and look at some of the comments for that. You got to say pause, Joe, because you said it on his head. But anyway, uh, Tony, go ahead and finish your your your, your, your stuff, yo, because Mike. <laughs> Thursday, listen, Thursday night's the night, man. It's round one of the draft. I don't think the Niners are going to wait till pick number 10 when the Jets are on the clock to pull this deal off. I hope not. I don't think that at all. I think the deal will be announced before the draft, whether it's tomorrow. Actually, I have to work tomorrow, so it's probably going to happen tomorrow. But um, Because things tend to happen when I'm always at work, but whatever. Uh, Yeah, so I'm looking for something tomorrow or maybe draft day early before the draft actually starts. Uh, If it's going to happen, listen, the draft will go and come, and he's still a Niner, and that's the way way it's going to be. Either they negotiate or they – show up and play the final year of the deal, or he just sits. So it's up to him. The Bulls in their court, the Niners have control. Um, it's going to be interesting. Day two is going to be off the hook. We are going – I don't know, Mike, did you mention day two? Yeah, so day two, day two, we're going to be live um, uh, for the draft. We're going to have a, a big board set up for day two, rounds two and three. Um yeah, and, and that's pretty much this. So just you know, keep your eyes peeled to Twitter, social media. If anything happens as far as a trade or more rumors or whatever it could be, but that's pretty much it. That's all I got. All right, Wayne. What about you, man? Final thoughts. What are your plans for the draft? Tell people what y'all what your plans are for the draft and where you getting busy and everything. I'm getting busy. No, I'll, I'll be out in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, I'm leaving tomorrow night, so I'm gonna get there tomorrow night. And so hopefully by the time I get there, y'all be asleep. That's right, because I'm I'm gonna get there late. So hopefully I can join. But um, I'll be on Vegas so day one, uh, Thursday. I'll be doing the draft party with John Chapman and the crew, and we'll be out there with Fred Warner and Elijah Mitchell having a grand old time, and um, things like that. And then day two, be doing another draft party. Uh, with them, that's the day we actually get our 61 to 61st pick, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I'll be out there, and then Saturday, I'm gonna probably attend the boring draft because that's all the other picks. Uh, and then I'm gonna chill with my cousin because he's out there, Mariah, Taryn, all of them. I'm trying to get it with the whole crew, man. Mike, not you, Mike, but the other Mike, uh, Mike Finn, um, 49ers mm-hmm. cast, he's out there. I'm trying to get it with as many 
the faithful that that is going to be out there. I want to spend some time with y'all, get to know y'all, have some fun. Um, and so, yeah, I'll be out in Vegas till Sunday. I'll be leaving Sunday morning. Will your channel be live? My channel will be live. I think. I don't know which, because I don't know which channel I'm going live off of for the draft coverage. But you know what? I'm gonna go live off my channel. Why not? So if like I tell you, you no, know school, cool. I gotta get y'all on Streamyard. Maybe y'all should go live off off my Streamyard. I send y'all a link, and then we put both channels on at the same time, and then we cross platform. Wait, you back on Streamyard now? No, you know what I meant, Mike. Why you oh. always gotta correct me, bro? I was. We were talking about it for a while. I thought you did it. No, I meant Restream. So on Restream, I could send you a special link to where you could add your YouTube. So you could add another mm-hmm. banana YouTube. So your viewers will pop up, my viewers will pop up, and now it's a live broadcast on both channels. You can see both comments. You can see all the comments from both channels. And then my people can follow you, and your people can follow, subscribe. So it's, it's, that's how you should do it. That's how we should be doing it. Let's try that day one. Because I'm, I don't expect the Niners to be doing anything. But <laughs> they're not doing anything. You know? No, I'm lying. Just because John Lynch said that's going to be born, he's going to trade up. John Lynch is always aggressive. Oh, he Joey says Streamyard lets you do that too. Now he tried to hide that shit, didn't he? Yeah, he tried to. Tony, what was it you said earlier? Uh, we were talking about something when we went live earlier today. You were like he dwelled on that. Remember during our show earlier today. He- Dwelled on you were like he 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 doubled down on it. Um Damn. being bored oh, day one, being bored on day one. Uh he kept repetitively saying, Oh, we gotta get used to this. We've never been like this before. Day one, we're probably just gonna sit there, you know, it's gonna be very quiet, but he just kept saying it and saying it and saying it. But then he doubled back and said something that, like, you know, oh, but our first pick is 61, you know. We have been aggressive in the past, but we're probably just going to stay there, blah, 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 blah. And he just kept reiterating the fact that there's nothing on day one. Now, if there's something on day one, we all know what it's from, but I don't think they jumped from 61 to day one. I, I just understand. Put... No, we're not, we're not. Tony, that's the most logical thing. There's no way we'll be able to do that. But if we trade Debo Samuel, then we'll be on day one. I can see them getting that 10th pick and and trading back. And I I can see a bunch of stuff happening and they get that 10th pick to gain more Hmm. capital to trade up and get two first-round picks. I want to see how dope, how aggressive John Lynch is. Because I like John Lynch Lynch's aggressiveness in the the draft. He He goes up against players he wants. He's aggressive in the draft. There's never, there's never, you can't question. He isn't aggressive. Uh, I asked Tony this. I'm going to ask you this. Over and under four and a half trades for the 49ers in this Dang, That's a lot of trades. Not for John Lynch, it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> you got John Lynch <laughs> fucked up. Yo, I, I'm going to go under. I think that's a little bit too much. Tony, did you go over? I went under. Mike, you well, go? He took four exactly. Okay, that's why, I, that's why I added the half on there. I, I like that. You know, but you, asked, you know what I should have asked? How many of the Niners' original picks will be? Pick that's because a dope question. Package a couple of different ones together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So four and a half trades is a lot, but you can move multiple picks. Mm-hmm. 
in the trading process. I should I should have asked it that way, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over. I am gonna take the over. Of course you are. Now, if we trade Debo, that counts as one of the trades in the draft, right? That counts as one of the trades. I'm gonna give you all a chance to take the over, Tony. If 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 Debo getting traded counts as a de- a draft day trade, are you staying at four? Or are you gonna bump it up to the over? No, I'll go over. If they do that trade, I'll go over. Yeah, because then they could possibly because trade. That's back. that's one trade. Does that count as one? Yep, that's one. A potential trade up into round one could happen, so that's two. That's two. A move up into round two from the bottom, the bottom of round two where they were could be three. And then they're gonna trade Dre Greenlaw. I'm out, y'all. That's four. <laughs> oh, this guy's crazy. I'm just saying. I, I don't know, man. Like somebody's getting traded, man. I'm telling you, and it ain't just Debo. I'm, I'm telling you, somebody's getting traded. 77, 78 people somewhere around there in that area. Like what we if don't know how many people we have on the roster? Mm-hmm. What if Al Shire gets traded, just like Matt Breida got traded after he signed his tender? Oh, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see. All right, guys. Thank y'all for rocking with us, man. We appreciate the time, man. We're not going to drag the thing out of two hours. Let's go home, fellas. Y'all ready? Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain! But always remain faithful. One. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up. No fakes, we spinning, we winning, we high stakes, we never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us, we them nothing but niners. 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 We